Well, here we are, episode show number 42, the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. When I think of number 42, I got to think about Miami Dolphins wide receiver Paul Warfield wore number 42. He was on the perfect Miami Dolphins in 1972. Warfield won two Super Bowls with the Dolphins, played in another one. You know, the Dolphins played in three straight Super Bowls. They lost to the Cowboys. But then they uh, beat the Washington Redskins and the Minnesota Vikings in Super Bowls. The Dolphins had the 1972 perfect season. Sadly, their longtime coach, Don Shula, passed away. Gosh, it's been at least over a year ago or longer, I believe, since uh, Coach Don Shula passed away and took the perfect record to heaven with him. And number 42, Paul Warfield, kind of highlighting Paul Warfield in episode show number 42 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast because at one time, Jaguars fans, and I know some of you that are listening were perhaps not even born in the 1970s, a great era to grow up in. I mean, I was a real young kid in the uh, early 1970s when the Dolphins were winning, but they had a lot of fans throughout the entire state of Florida. They were the only team in the state of Florida. Then Tampa Bay came along in about uh, 1976. The Jaguars in here in Jacksonville got the franchise in 1993 and began playing in 1995. So that's kind of the history of the NFL here in the state of Florida. We're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about a few items uh, today on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by, we're brought to you by, of course, Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, or real estate Check our website at bigjreport.com. Larry does land appraisals, too. That's one of his specialties. He's got a lot of experience in land appraising. So if you need your land appraised or when you are thinking about buying a home, you know, Larry can appraise the land, whatever it takes to get you into that dream home, that second home, the vacation home, et cetera. Whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, it's saucer, realty, and capital. Go to our website. Our homepage, scroll our homepage to the North Florida 24-7 North Florida weather information, and you'll find the link to Saucer Realty and Capital. LakeUfallHits.com, great, absolutely great internet radio where it's all good. They have rock Saturdays, hits 2000s, Monday through Friday evenings, and late at night they've got uh, deep tracks, album cuts, and unique songs. LakeUfallHits.com, great internet radio 24-7 where, hey, it's absolutely all good. So today on the uh, podcast, on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, want to thank all of you for listening. We're listened to in as many as 37 states. Our international imprint appears to be getting larger. Uh, got a lot of listeners in uh, Northern Ireland, of course, in Europe, UK, London, you know, all over the place. Thank you guys for listening. France, Canada. Uh, the Philippines, uh, Germany, Ireland, Northern Ireland, um, Australia, New Zealand. Man, we're, we're everywhere internationally. And, of course, we are on what well, we're listening to in as many as 37 states. Now, I did see something that arose this morning as I'm putting this podcast together 
on May the 25th. We've had, you know, we've had a lot of rain in Jacksonville. I think south side of Jacksonville's had a little bit more. That would be my guess, probably over four inches of rain. You know, over, you know, now about a five-day period, six-day period. We'll say over almost the last week, the last five or six days, a little bit over four inches of rain on the south side. And nearly, I'd say just slightly under four inches or near four inches since uh, last Saturday here in the west side, Riverside area of Jacksonville, Florida. We've seen a lot of rain. The chance of rain dropping, diminishing to about 30%. Still looking for partly cloudy to mostly cloudy conditions. Breezy at times, north-northeast winds at about 6 to 15 miles per hour. The Jacksonville Jaguars reportedly trying to land a massive stadium deal in Jacksonville. We, we, you know, we've heard all the rumors that the um, the rebuild of the stadium could be basically a brand new stadium or a complete large remodel. The report, one of the reports from a source, is saying the Jaguars are trying to land a massive stadium deal here in Jacksonville and that's that's good news for Duval Duval and the city of Jacksonville and North Florida you know even South Georgia fans you know across the border we got listeners in all these areas with the Teal Shirt Report podcast as well so the Jacksonville Jaguars making long-term plans with a huge and massive stadium deal here in Jacksonville Florida Obviously, the Jaguars are going to want as favorable a deal as possible from the uh, city of Jacksonville. So stay tuned. We'll stay up to date with it. It looks really good at this point. Looks like the uh, the renovations, the renovations, if you will, will take place. It's looking most likely now like 2025 and 2026. So we don't really have to worry about it affecting the next two seasons in, of course, 2023 and 2024. So that's great news on the stadium front. Jaguars going to be here long-term, assuming they get a good, favorable deal. The city of Jacksonville feels good about it. The Jaguars feel good about it going forward. I, I think the Jaguars are here to stay. They've been here since uh, 1993 when the franchise was born. This is great news for everybody. Now, we do get the... Occasional London games, you know, probably once a year. It's like a big bowl game for the Jaguars as far as revenue goes. This year, there's two games in London, but bear in mind, one is a home game, one's an away game. My executive producer does not like it. And I'll, I'll be quite frank, I'd rather play stateside. We have some UK folks that listen, obviously, to the podcast. A lot of them like it, but, you know, most of them I've talked to have said, hey, we want the franchise to be in Florida. You know, hey, come over here and play a game once a year. Looks like twice a year, or at least this year twice. A um, Let's see, the home game is the Atlanta Falcons for the Jaguars in London. Then they play a road game the very next week against Buffalo or vice versa. They play Atlanta and Buffalo back-to-back. The Atlanta game is the home game for the Jaguars in London, the Buffalo game. Is a road game. The Jaguars have played Buffalo in um, London before. You remember the Allen Hearns catch for the touchdown from Brother Bortles that sealed that win for the Jags over the Buffalo Bills. The Bills now, let me tell you, they got a good team. 
The Jaguars got a good team. These are two teams that right now, as it looks, they're both top 10 NFL power-ranked teams. They're going to play each other. It's going to be a great season in 2023. We also want to mention the Mad Max mix. I, I talked to Max last night. I did not get the opportunity to be on Max's show. We're going to try to set it up for the following Wednesday. But let me tell you, you can hear great oldies, classic rock, songs of yesteryear, music, pop classics going way back. Get your request in. Max will give you the phone number when he does his show on Wednesday nights at madmaxmix.weebly.com. We have links on our website at bigjreport.com in the neighbors two section and the outside the box section and the outside the box section. We also have an article about Mad Max and the show each Wednesday night, six o'clock until eight o'clock central time, seven o'clock until nine o'clock Eastern time. The Mad Max mix comes your way each Wednesday night on internet radio, the Mad Max mix.weebly.com. Well, good to have you tuned in. Hey, if you want to review the XFL season, go to xfltoday.net. We also want to tell you about our friend Dee Dee McDermott. And, of course, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. I know Dee Dee's been putting a trip together for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Give Dee Dee a call, and you'll be glad you did. He'll talk sports with you. He'll let you know an update on the uh, trips he's putting together. So uh, contact Dee Dee McDermott. I'll be updating things with Dee Dee McDermott. Uh, coming up, you know, here as well in the next, uh, well, over the next week, uh, we'll keep you up to date and let you know what's happening with Dee Dee McDermott and elegant time travel. And of course, uh, dark diamond entertainment, uh, the phone number to call Dee Dee McDermott, by the way, the phone number to call Dee Dee, uh, for elegant time travel is going to be, it's a 904 number. Uh, contact DD 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810 for elegant time travel and dark diamond entertainment. I think we've touched on all of our sponsors now. We're talking about the stadium deal for the Jaguars looking good. The Jaguars deal, well, the Jaguars are going to be looking for as favorable a deal as they can get from the city. Obviously, the city's going to do the best he can to look out for the city in regards certainly to keeping the Jaguars in Jacksonville. I don't see there's any way the Jags leave Jacksonville at all. They're going to be here to stay, but we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on things. We really will. Um, the London situation, it's like a big bowl game for the Jaguars financially. Uh, they're in the, you know, the London market has taken to the Jaguars. Bear, bear, bear in mind, in London and the UK and, you know, even in Ireland where there's some talk, you know, the, the Ireland people are getting into the NFL. Like, you know, like I've always told you internationally, Northern, Northern Ireland is probably our most listened to international location. A lot of listeners in London, throughout the UK, Wales, Newport, Wales, Andy Powers, hello to you. So we appreciate all the guys listening from across the pond, obviously. The games in London you know, have been a success from the standpoint of a lot of fans in the stands and kind of a financial boon, a boom to help the Jaguars franchise. I know my executive producer, I, I will have to go along with him. I really don't, I'm not really a big fan of the Jaguars playing two games in London in the same season. 
you know, when you're trying to win an AFC South Division title for the second year in a row. Again, bear in mind, one is a home game, one is a road game. Logistics purposes, they, the Jaguars stay in London for two weeks. I believe the, uh, the first game is the home game. The second game is considered the road game. They played the Atlanta Falcons and the Buffalo Bills in early October in London. Past podcast, go back and listen to our past podcast because we do have a complete schedule rundown in earlier podcast. And if you've missed any of our earlier podcasts, please go back and check them out. On today's podcast, I do want to talk about, I'm very intrigued by certain positions. Right now, we're going to talk about the safety position where the Jaguars, the, the interesting thing is it's, it's like you get a, a lot of players in one position and you say, man, we got enough players at that position, but I don't think general manager Trent Baalke's thinking that way. I don't believe Coach Doug Peterson's thinking that way either. They want competition. They want the best of each player. If you got this player pushing another player, the idea is everybody gets better. The safety room continues to grow. Andre Sisco, hard-hitting safety out of Syracuse. Looked like he switched numbers. He's now number five. We're in Brother Bortles' old number. How about that? How about that? Um, I watched Andrew Siska make some hard hits last year. Also, I saw him get blown up on the goal line where somebody just, man, somebody just, whoa, hey, who's number five? He got blown up at the goal line. Um, that's when I said, and I didn't even know who he was because he was wearing number five. And I thought to myself, man, the Jaguars have got to get a big safety in there where they can take on the tight end and uh, – you know, stand steady near the goal line. So Andrew Sisko's got some things to work on. He does some good things, delivers some hard hits, but I did see him get blown up at the goal line on a on a play last year, I do recall. Rayshon Jenkins, pro and con with Rayshon Jenkins, free agent safety the Jags have had now. I think this is he's going into what his third year with the Jacksonville. Um a lot of people, man, a lot of people get aggravated with Rayshon with some of his play. However, I mean, let's let's face it. He made a big-time play last year. He makes an interception in overtime. It was a pick six. What do you call it? A walk-off pick six in overtime? Rayshon Jenkins turned out to be a hero in the Dallas game with an interception returned all the way for a touchdown. So some of the some of the the weak items. You know, people tend to, uh, well, he, he made the interception. That's what stands out last year with Rayshon Jenkins. He did play well toward the end of the year, especially with the pick six interception against the Dallas Cowboys last year. Andrew Wingert was a guy in the locker room that everybody loved. I think he's one of the guys, he, he may have been the innovator of, it was always the Jags, that line, I believe. Um, let me know if I'm wrong about that, but he, he kind of said it in the locker room. It was always the Jags, and everybody kind of picked up on that. He's been a he's been a locker room guy, apparently, with um, you know his support in the locker room, you know his leadership, and this is a special team guy that is basically basically a backup safety, but he plays a lot. He does play a lot. People go down with injuries. Wingert's back out there. Heck, he's starting this game or that game. He does. Andrew Wingert, known by many as Dewey, 
got a new contract. But, you know, the NFL, get a new contract, they could still, what, send you out the back door if they have to, or the front door. Um, I don't think they want to do that to this guy. This guy's a very good locker room presence for uh, Coach Doug Marone. And one of the locker room talks I saw, Coach Doug Peterson, did I say Doug Marone earlier? Oh, man. Doug Peterson. Let's get that right. Coach Doug Peterson. He, I mean, let's. Coach Doug Peterson is the second Doug. We did have Doug Marone. I kind of had a falling out with Doug Marone toward the end of his tenure anyway. But Doug Peterson is coming off in his first year an AFC South Division title. Let's get it right now. Coach Doug Peterson. Now, Andrew Wingert called... And I think, you know, I'll kind of paraphrase it, but in the one of the locker room talks that Doug was giving the team, Dewey or Andrew Winger, you know, kind of came up to the front and said, told the rest of the team, we've got a general leading us now. That's what he said. That was his exact words. We have a general leading us. And he was alluding to Coach Doug Peterson. Andrew Winger, a very good special teams player, signed a new deal. Uh, to stay with the Jags in 2023. He's been with the Jaguars a long time now. He really has. Andrew Wingert's been with the team a long time. Tyler Shatley. Um, so these are two of the, you know, the long-term Jaguars. And you like to have guys that have been with you a long time because they really enjoy the playoffs and all the camaraderie getting to the playoffs so much because they've, you know, been in been in Jacksonville for so long. Andrew Wingert, Tyler Shatley, um, Tyler Shatley, the left left guard, who's primarily a, has been a backup guard and a backup center, but due to injuries, he's played a lot of football. And uh, when Ben Barch went down last year at left guard, Tyler Shatley played numerous games and started numerous games. Last season, we'll see how Ben Barch uh, comes back from his injury in training camp this year. But we're going to isolate the safeties. We're mainly going to primarily talk about the safety. We mentioned Andrew Cisco. You know, there's some good things with Andrew's game. He's only moving into his third year, so he's still developing out of Syracuse. Where's number five now? Got blown up at the goal line, but made some incredibly hard hits in many other games, including. Uh, the you know, the playoff victory, you know, over the Chargers. I think he had a real hard hit in the Kansas City game, according to something I remember John Gaylor, one of our contributors and supporters, told me of our podcast. So we take a look at the safety room, and you got you got Andrew Cisco in there at third-year guy out of Syracuse, Rayshon Jenkins, a free agent who's now been with the Jaguars. I believe this is his third year. Andrew Wingert, special teams ace. He's been with the Jaguars even longer than Jenkins has. Uh, you got Antonio Johnson, who may be the steal of the draft out of the fifth round, the rookie AJ, a rookie fifth round uh, pick of safety out of Texas A&M. And then you've got Daniel Thomas. A lot of people are forgetting about Daniel Thomas, but he moves into his fourth year. He's been a special teams guy too. Uh, Daniel Thomas, five foot 10, 215 pounds out of Auburn. He was a 2020 round five pick, the number 157th pick overall back in 2020. And that would have been by then general manager Dave Codwell. 
Still, keep this in mind, he's moving into his fourth year, still on his rookie deal. So this would be, I believe, the last year of his rookie deal. The safety, Daniel Thomas, still only 24 years old. Been with the Jaguars since 2020 as he was drafted in the fifth round back in 2020. His career stats, and again, he's played a lot of special teams. 49 total tackles, two pass deflections, and one interception. And he's a good community guy, too. So the Jaguars got really, as the coaches, the staff, and the players point out, man, they've really got a pretty good locker room presence, a good locker room guys pulling together, and that is a tremendous thing. So we've talked talked about five safeties. These guys are all good. Are they all on the 53? The guys that can play special teams are probably going to be on the 53. Andrew Wingert needs to have a good training camp. He did recently sign a, you know, a new deal. Cisco's going to be around. Rayshon Jenkins, that's an interesting. I mean, he's a fan favorite now after getting that interception, the pick six against Dallas to win that game in uh, the uh, 2022 season, which uh, helped to lead the Jaguars to the AFC South Division title. So you got five guys in the uh, the uh, at the safety position: Andrew Cisco, Rayshon Jenkins, Andrew Winger, Antonio Johnson, the rookie on a rookie deal. This is first year. Daniel Thomas now in his fourth year. He was drafted also in the fifth round, like Antonio Johnson was this year. So you got five guys. I'm looking at at the safety position. Training camp is going to be extremely competitive for the Jacksonville Jaguars at many positions, but including safety. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 42. We're kind of highlighting Paul Warfield, who played for the perfect season with the Miami Dolphins in 1972. He was part of two Super Bowl championships that Don Shula coached. Don Shula coached at Miami. Paul Warfield played on those teams. Remember, about 1974, Larry Zonka, Jim Kick, and Paul Warfield signed in the World Football League and played for the Memphis Grizzlies in, I believe, 1974 and 1975 after their tenure uh, with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, They made a move, money move, to go to the uh, World Football League. I'll pull uh, Paul Warfield's... uh, you know, some of his uh, stuff in his uh, career. We'll pull that up here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 42. And, you know, a lot of times when I talk about 42, I'm talking about the guy that I see the number 42. Who do I think of? I think of Paul Warfield. So we um, take a look at a guy that played in the NFL for a long, long time. Hey, here's another, here's another interesting stat about Paul Warfield. Guess what year he was born in? 1942. How about that? So Paul Warfield played with the Cleveland Browns, man from 64 to 69. Uh, Don Shula and the Dolphins acquired him in 1970. He played for the Dolphins from 1970 to 1974. I should restate this. He was not in the World Football League the first year the World Football League was around in 1974. He was still with the Dolphins in 74. He went to the World Football League in 1975 with the Memphis Southmen, who 
actually were more called the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, after the World Football League basically folded, after the 1975 season, uh, he went to the he went back to the Cleveland Browns, where he kind of started his NFL career and finished up uh, 1976 and 1977. Played his uh, college ball. Played his college ball at Ohio State. He was a first round pick, pick number 11 overall, and uh, started out in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns. But you know his most famous part of his career was obviously the Miami Dolphins. And the team in 1972 that had the perfect season. Paul Warfield's career NFL stats, 427 receptions, uh, 8,565 receiving yards. Listen to this. Yards per reception, 20.1 yards per reception. Paul Warfield was clutch in his career, 85 touchdowns. How about that? It's a pretty big-time player, Paul Warfield. Highlighting Paul Warfield, number 42, right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 42. We Hey, we appreciate you guys listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to talk semi-pro football. A couple of games um, coming up this week. The Duval Panthers traveling up to Thomasville, Georgia, to play the Georgia Cobras on May 27th. There is a game here in Jacksonville, the Bold City Avengers, formerly known as the Argyle Avengers. The Bold City Avengers will host the Savannah Falcons. I know one of the Falcons players, um, J.R. Hughes, big linebacker that used to play for the Southern Steam, plays with the Savannah Falcons. This should be a hard-hitting game right here in Jacksonville, the west side of Jacksonville on Wilson Boulevard at the SOS Academy Field. And uh, that's going to be this coming Saturday, May 27th. We'll talk more semi-pro football. We'll talk more Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and more coming up as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Hey, thank you for listening. We're doing it. Episode show number 42. I just put the word out to uh, our good friend, uh, John Gaylor, uh, contributor to the podcast and supporter. I sent a message to John, who's wearing number 42 for the Jaguars? And I should know that. But, you know, I went to John because, you know, I'm thinking about 42, thinking about Paul Warfield playing for the Miami Dolphins back in the you know, early 1970s, and he was part of the perfect team in 1972. Well, keep in mind, there were a lot, if you were around in, in, in North Florida back in the early 1970s, around 72 in particular, when the Dolphins had the perfect team, there were a lot of North Florida fans that were Miami Dolphin fans throughout North Florida, Central Florida, and obviously in South Florida as well. I put out the word to John Gaylor. I said, who's wearing 42 for the Jaguars? John Gaylor sent me a message back that said that would be the heart and soul of our team last year. Andrew Wingert, number 42. We just highlighted him and 
talked about him as we were kind of going over the safety room or the players, the top five players that will be playing the safety position going into training camp uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Andrew Winger does work number 42. So we're going to obviously highlight Andrew Winger, Dewey, number 42 with the Jaguars, and Paul Warfield going back to back in the day, back when football was football. Paul Warfield, number 42, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Andrew Wingard, also known as uh, Dewey, wears number 42 as well. So, again, uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll take a look at uh, quickly some uh, North Florida entertainment. Uh, we're glad to have you with us here on the Tail Shirt Report podcast. We're listened to in as many as 37 states. Across the United States, take a look at some uh, uh, shows coming up in uh, not only Duval, Jacksonville, North Florida. There's some shows in St. Augustine. So basically, we check shows around North Florida and surrounding areas. So let's pull up some shows we got. We, You know, there's been a lot of shows that have kind of come and gone now. Psychedelic Furs came into Jacksonville at the Florida Theater on May 16th. I remember playing their songs on the radio when I was in terrestrial radio years ago. Uh, night, they were they were uh, or they were actually more of a an early to mid nineteen eighties band. Psychedelic Furs still playing, still touring. They were at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville uh, back on May sixteenth. Um, North Florida local band Psychic Deli played recently at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach at fifty one Robert Road and Mayport Road back on May 13th. They also played the uh, show at the Cheers Craft Beer and Wine location on Herschel Street in St. John's. It's a lot of fun to go to that. They've been there at least about three times. That was back on May 19th. Tribute Band Freebird. Tribute Band Freebird ATL will be in Jacksonville, Florida in just a few weeks at Underbellies on June 17th. That's coming up a little quicker now. June 17th at Underbellies. Uh, Freebird ATL told Big J Report that Underbellies is located uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida, downtown Jacksonville, 113 East Bay Street. And it'll be the first time that Freebird ATL has played at Underbellies um, as far as uh, playing at Underbellies. Again, uh, this will be the first time that Freebird ATL has played at Underbellies, according to Freebird ATL. Freebird ATL will be touring Many cities across the South, many cities across the nation. So good luck to them and their shows. They will be in Jacksonville at Underbellies on June the 17th in downtown Jacksonville. You know, over there, where was that? Bay Street, right? Yeah, they're located uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida, 113 East Bay Street. Peter Frampton, that's probably the biggest show on the way there's some other shows out there we know we don't talk about all of them we mainly talk about the ones that i know of the ones that i would recommend the ones i would actually like to go to i don't think i'm going to be able to go to peter frampton but this would be a very good show to go to still a few days away so make your plans peter frampton peter frampton who did the famous frampton comes alive album peter frampton uh, we'll be in St. Augustine. That's the St. Augustine Amphitheater show. Peter Frampton on Wednesday night, June the 28th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine, Florida Amphitheater. And that's a look at some of the North Florida entertainment. We know recently the Jacksonville Icemen concluded their East Coast Hockey League season. Uh, 
at the uh, Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena where they play their, you know, their home games. The Icemen coming off their best season ever. They beat the Greenville Swamp Rabbits in the first round of the East Coast Hockey League, but they did lose four games to two. They lost four games to two to the Florida Everblades in the second round of the East Coast Hockey League playoffs. But bear in mind, it was the best season of the six years that the Jacksonville Icemen have been in Jacksonville, Florida, their best season thus far in the six years as they have been uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Jumbo shrimp update. The shrimp, well, they've been under 500 for a few days. The Louisville bats kind of took them back to the woodshed, although they did finish up that series with um, Louisville last week, I believe, with a win on Sunday. Latest on the jumbo shrimp, they're playing Charlotte now. Um, they did actually lose the first game of that series to Charlotte. And let's see, it looks like now they've lost the second game. Wednesday night, May the 24th, they got beat by Charlotte 5-2. These are home games, too. And so the Jumbo Shrimp kind of going in the wrong direction right now. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, 21-24. and 24. It was Charlotte 5, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 2, in a game played on Wednesday night. May the 24th, and I'm glad they've been getting games in. We've had a lot of rain in Jacksonville, uh, nearly four inches of rain over the last week since since last Saturday, you know, and that's going to be, it's going to be like over the last six days, we've had nearly pretty close to four inches of rain throughout the six-day period on the west side, Riverside area of Jacksonville, Florida. I think a little bit more than four inches, perhaps in parts of the south side of Jacksonville, Florida as well. So we appreciate you tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This, my friends, is episode uh, show number 42 of the podcast. We do appreciate you tuning in. I do know, you know, I do know that uh, there's some big semi-pro football games coming up. Uh, We'll highlight a couple of them. There's more than the ones I'm telling you about, but uh, I will tell you that there's some huge, I mean, really huge games coming up. Um, semi-pro football, some big games coming up. A couple of weekend playoff tilts uh, this Saturday. Um, let's see, the Duval Panthers play their playoff game this weekend on the road versus the Georgia Cobras on the road this Saturday, May the 27th of 2023 up in Thomasville, Georgia. Uh, this Saturday, May 27th of 2023 at 6 o'clock p.m. Also, the Bold City Avengers will host the the uh, Savannah Falcons in a playoff game on the west side of Jacksonville, Florida, on Wilson Boulevard at the SOS Academy football field uh, this Saturday, May 27th. I've been to that stadium. Nice little stadium for a semi-pro football game. These are EAFL playoff games, both of them in the EAFL league. And let's see, I was going to attempt to pull up. Let's see, let me get a game time on the um, the home game, the Bolt City Avengers hosting the Falcons. Let me see if I can get a game time on this particular game. Let's see, it looks like 7 o'clock. I believe that's 7 o'clock. I'm looking at the the flyer they put out. It's going to be on Wilson Boulevard here in Jacksonville, west side of Jacksonville, Florida, at the SOS Academy Football Stadium. Looks like it's, a seven, I believe, a 7 o'clock 
kickoff is what I'm kind of reading at SOS uh, Field. That's going to be a huge game. The Savannah Falcons coming down from uh, Georgia. The Savannah Falcons with linebacker J.R. Hughes, who I knew from back in his days playing with the Southern Steam in indoor football and the elite indoor football league. He comes down with the Savannah Falcons to take on a lot of good guys with the Bold City Avengers. So you got some good semi-pro football on May 27th. You got the Savannah Falcons playing at the Bold City Avengers on May 27th, 7 o'clock p.m. kickoff, I believe. And the game up in Thomasville featuring the uh, Duval Panthers uh, at the Georgia Cobras in Thomasville, Georgia. That's a 6 o'clock kickoff in that one. We'll continue to update you on, you know, semi-pro football, North Florida Entertainment. We do talk SEC football, and, man, we're going to be talking more and more about it. I think Florida could be a surprise team. They could be. In, um, in, in 2023, the season we're getting ready to roll into. Um, it looks like that Wisconsin transfer is going to be the starting quarterback at Florida. Florida's got some competition at the QB position now. We'll see what happens. But, again, Merck, um, the transfer, for Florida coming in from Wisconsin. Looks like he's going to be starting QB for Florida. That is uh, Merck. And, uh, and you know, he's been known as kind of a game manager, has a lot of games under his belt when he played at Wisconsin. Now he's transferred uh, down to Florida. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Gators still have um, Jack Miller, of course. Uh, he played in the bowl game. It was not too impressive of a bowl game, but, you know, Graham Mertz committed to coming to Florida, transferred from Wisconsin. Looks like Graham Mertz will most likely be the starter. Things up in the air at Alabama as far as their quarterback. I've heard as many as two or three different guys could start at Alabama. Nick Saban will get that situation. Um, he'll get it uh, well taken care of. When they start practicing in, in August for the um, start of the um, 2023 season in September, George is kind of reloading, but it looks like they're going to have a real good team. And it looks like Carson Beck will finally get a shot out of Jacksonville, Florida, get a shot to start at quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs. When I looked at his high school tape, he won a state championship at Mandarin in his junior year at Mandarin, had a pretty good team around him. He won a state championship then. He can make all the throws. This is a guy who really, I mean, Stetson Bennett won two national championships, won them back-to-back, and yes, he should get a statue one of these years up in Athens. I don't know when that happened. I'm sure Larry Munson's ashes, the old play-by-play guy from Georgia, I'm sure his ashes are somewhere around Sanford Stadium, along with probably some of the old Uggas, the, uh, the mascot dogs that have passed away. But it looks like George is going to be the top team in the East. In the West, I think Alabama and LSU. Uh, Brian Kelly, maybe he's a little bit overrated as a coach. LSU had a very, very good year last year. But, you know, look for Alabama, Nick Saban to get things back rolling. Man, it's going to be an interesting college football season. Who do you like in the West? LSU. Alabama, this Texas A&M with Bobby Petrano, now the offensive coordinator, 
Bobby Petrino, the new offensive coordinator at Texas A&M, do they get things back on the rails? I mean, Texas A&M really kind of ended up maybe the worst team in the SEC last year. But all the NIL deals, they should be way up in the standings in the West. We'll see what happens. And by the way, we'll talk more SEC football. Could Vanderbilt be a surprising team? And the Georgia schedule, the Georgia schedule, Cupcake City for at least two out of the first three games, I think. But remember, Kirby loves that because he loves emptying the bench. He's going to get a chance to play a lot of players. And as as players get experience, man, it helps. There's going to be a couple of those games. I think Kirby's going to be able to play everybody on his roster. Everybody on the sidelines is going to come in except for the water boy. Uh, for Georgia. They're truly going to have another good team. They've already won back-to-back national championships. I remember a few years ago when Georgia played, who was it, Austin P. the Governors? Man, Kirby played. Everybody on the roster got into that game. Man, I think all the walk-ons were in and everybody else. SEC football, going to be a big-time year. We'll keep an eye on it. It is a changing, college football is a changing venue and arena, no doubt. With the NIL, the transfer portal, we'll still cover it. But college football, I'm I'm quite frankly worried about the overall aspect of college football. I am. We'll cover it. We'll see where it goes. Conference is realigning. Texas and Oklahoma come into the SEC, not this year, but in 2024. We'll cover it here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast and on our website at bigjreport.com. Special... Um, uh, thank you wishes going out to our producers, Alex Nunnery, our executive producer, JC, our contributor and supporter, John Gaylor. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for reminding me that Dewey, Andrew Wingert, wears uh, number 42. And want to thank David Martin helping us with uh, semi-pro football results. Uh, we'll touch on some of the stuff the APDFL is doing on our next podcast as well, hopefully. So uh, we'll keep you up to date with as much as we can. We we cover the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and, of course, other area sports happenings as well. That's going to do it for episode show number 42 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We've been brought to you by Elegant Time Travel, Saucer Realty and Capital, Saucer Valuations, Larry Saucer, man, they take care of your real estate needs with Saucerility and Capital. You'll find their link on our homepage at bigjreport.com. So we want to thank Saucerility and Capital, Elegant Time Travel, and Dee McDermott. The uh, Mad Max Mix.weebly.com, xfltoday.net for your XFL news. And, of course, 24-7 internet radio, lakeufalahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They have rock Saturdays. Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, and much more at LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio. The Teal Short Report podcast has been eloquently produced by Alex Nunry and by our executive producer, JC. We'll keep working on things, ironing things out. Thank you for listening to us in as many as 37 states and internationally, particularly you guys up in Northern Ireland. Man, you guys are tuning in and listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. This has been the Teal Shirt Report Podcast, episode show number 42. It's been a, I, you know, I hope you think it's been a decent show. We've tried to put some stuff together for you about the Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, 
and other area sports as well. We'll have more on the next episode. Tune back in, whether it's uh, in a few minutes, a few hours, or tomorrow, or even next week. And let me urge you to go back and check out some of our previous episodes on on all the platforms as well. The best place to listen to our current episode is going to be to go to BigJReport.com. I think once you get to the current episode, you can always go back and listen to some of the past episodes as well. Again, this has been episode show number 42 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We are now in our fourth season, absolutely our fourth season. And this has been episode show number 42 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. One more time, I'll mention that the best place to listen to our podcast is go to our homepage, at BigJReport.com. Scroll the homepage and you'll find a listen link for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Scott. And hey, I'm out. You, You guys have a great day.